Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Sandy, and God bless everybody who's uh, with us this morning online, wherever you're at. We welcome you, we welcome you, and we thank you for joining with us as we uh, study God's Word together. Uh, I want to encourage you to turn in your Bibles to First, Second uh, Chronicles, chapter 29, Second Chronicles, chapter 29, verses 1 through 19. And as you're turning there, as you're turning there, uh, I want to remind you that we do have five uh, services on a weekend that you can come in person, Saturday night at 5 p.m. in Whittier, and then Sunday, 9 a.m. Carson, 9.30 uh, Paramount, 11.30 Paramount, and then 5 p.m. Carson. So you could actually join us uh, uh, in person. And if you're watching through YouTube, because we've just been broadcasting through YouTube the last month, hit subscribe. Hit subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Now, Second Chronicles chapter 29. I'm going to be reading uh, some verses, so follow along. But then I'm going to skip and... Uh, pick up the story uh, in a couple verses down. So let's read the word of the Lord. Second Chronicles chapter 29, verse 1 through 19. It says, Hezekiah was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother's name was Abijah, daughter of Zechariah, he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father, David, had done. Now, I want to note that David is not his literal father. David is actually like his great, 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 great grandfather or something like that. We're going to learn about his literal father, Ahaz, in a moment. Go to verse 3. In the first month of the first year of the, his reign, he opened the doors of the temple of the Lord and, get this, repaired them. He brought in the priests and the Levites, assembled them in the square on the east side, and said, Listen to me, Levites. Consecrate yourselves now and consecrate the temple of the Lord, the God of your ancestors, remove, get this word, remove all defilement from the sanctuary. Look at verse 6. Our parents were unfaithful. They did evil in the eyes of the Lord our God and forsook him. They turned their faces away from the Lord's dwelling place and turned their backs on him. They also shut the doors of the portico and put out the lamps. They did not burn incense or present any burnt offerings at the sanctuary to the God of Israel. Now, that's prayer, that's worship, that's sacrifice. Skip down to verse 10. Skip down to verse 10. Listen to verse 10. Now, I intend to make a covenant with the Lord, the God of Israel, so that his fierce anger will turn away from us. My sons, do, do not be negligent now, for the Lord has chosen you to stand before him and serve him, to minister before him, and to burn incense. incense. Now, turn to skip down to verse 18. Skip down to verse 18. Then they went to the king Hezekiah and reported, We have purified the entire temple of the Lord, the altar burnt offerings with all his utensils, and the temple for the setting out of the consecrated bread and all its articles. We have prepared and consecrated all the articles that King Ahaz removed in his unfaithfulness while he was king. They are now in front of the Lord's 
altar. Now, I love what the New Living Translation says on verse 19. Listen to the New Living Translation. We have also recovered, get that word, recovered all the items discarded by the king Ahaz when he was unfaithful and closed the temple. They are now in front of the altar of the Lord, purified, get this, and ready for use. Now, they're going to be, and I'm going to break this down in a minute, but let me just kind of throw this out here in our introduction. There's going to be three words that I'm going to kind of present to us this morning as we reflect and meditate upon the word of the Lord. I'm going to break them down, but let me throw them out at first. And those are the words repair, remove, and recover. Repair, remove, and and recover. These are the three words that we are going to look at uh, this morning. And I'm gonna actually going to be speaking to you uh, from the subject, heart check. Heart check. I believe it's time, since we're in May now, uh, to have a spiritual checkup. A spiritual checkup. Now, when I refer to heart, I'm not referring to your physical heart. I'm referring to your spiritual heart, your, your inner man or your inner woman. Um, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. So, so we are to guard our heart, protect our heart. Now, as we study from the subject this morning on heart check, we are going to be looking at two kings, a father and a son. The father is the name of King Ahaz, and the son is the name of King Hezekiah. Now, King Ahaz, the father, was like the worst king of all of Israel. His reign was disaster after disaster until he died at the age of approximately 36 or 37. And the worst thing that King Ahaz did was he shut down the temple. He, he shut down the place, the house of God. He shut down the church. Think about that. This is the worst thing that he does among every, a lot of things is he shut the temple down. He shut the house of God down. He shut the house of worship down. Now remember, the temple was the center of worship uh, for the people. It's the center of worship. And because of King Ahaz's disobedience, all the nation suffered at the time of King Hezekiah, when he comes to the throne, uh, many people are in jail, many people are dying, many people are suffering, and the future of the kingdom uh, looked bleak. And when you look at King Hezekiah's story, it's powerful because it's the story of a child correcting the errors of his father. That's what the story of Hezekiah is. It's a powerful story. It's a story of a child correcting the errors of his father. Now, uh, you can use your father's errors as an excuse to continue on in sin. 
You can use your mother's errors as an excuse to continue living a rebellious lifestyle. Or you can be like Hezekiah and stand up in the midst of his generation and say, the buck stops here. No, no, no. I'm going to bring my family back to God. I'm going to bring my kids back to God. I'm going to bring my community back to God. I'm going to bring my nation back to God. And in essence, that's what King Hezekiah does when he comes to the throne. He stands up and says, the buck stops here. He said, I'm going to make a covenant with God. I'm bringing my people back to God. And he does a form of spiritual heart check. And I want us to examine in our study this morning uh, what are the three things that King Hezekiah does because the same things we must do in our life. Are you ready? Number one, Hezekiah repaired his relationship with God. Hezekiah repaired his relationship with God. So I want you to notice verse 3. The first thing it do, he does, it says, he opened the doors of the temple of the Lord, and get this, he repaired them. He repaired them. Now, remember, the temple was the center of worship for the people. The temple was the center of sacrifice. It was the center of, of, of praise. It was the center of the relationship with the people. It was the, it was the place where the people connected with God. And so when, when his father, King Ahaz, closed the temple, what he did was he broke down the people's relationship with God. He disconnected them from God. So what is the first thing Hezekiah do, does? What is the first thing he does? He repairs the temple doors. He repairs the temple doors. He repairs the, the people's relationship with God. He understood that if a nation is to flourish, they must be connected to God. He understood that if a family is to flourish, they should be connected to God. He understood that if an individual is to flourish, they should be connected to God. In fact, I would suggest to you that your, your peace is dependent upon your connection to God. Your joy is dependent upon your connection to God. Your fruitfulness in life is connected connected to to your connect uh, to is dependent upon your connection to God if you're lacking power check your connection if you're lacking joy check your connection if you're lacking meaningfulness in life check your connection for Jesus says you can do nothing apart from him you can't do nothing anything in fact Jesus said in John chapter 15 verse 4 through 5 listen to this Jesus says remain in me and I will remain in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in, the, in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. I was thinking about this in my role as a pastor, and... My role as a pastor, my primary responsibility as a pastor is not to make you feel good. My primary responsibility as a pastor is not to help you get a job. My, my primary responsibility as a pastor is not to even help you find a spouse, right? My, my primary responsibility is to help you stay connected to God. My primary responsibility is to help you maintain your connection to God. This is why the house of the Lord is open. This is why the house of the Lord is still worshiping is because it is a place where people can remain or get connected to God. When I think about me as a father or 
uh, a husband, the most valuable thing that I can leave my kids beyond material wealth is a vibrant connection to God. It's a vibrant connection to God. If they can maintain a vibrant connection to God, they can get anything in life. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. So when we think about, re, you know, repairing our relationship with God, I want us to think about what part of our relationship needs to be repaired. What part of your relationship needs to be repaired? Is it your communication with God? Is it your time spent with God? Did you know that God's love language is time spent? What part of your relationship needs to be repaired? Secondly, Hezekiah removed what didn't belong. Hezekiah removed what didn't belong. Let me call your attention to verse 5. Listen to this. It says, remove all defilement from the sanctuary. Defilement is the impurities. And then listen to verse 16. It says, they brought out to the courtyard of the Lord's temple everything unclean that they found in the temple of the Lord. See, King Ahaz... Because he shut down the temple, he allowed certain things to enter the temple that, that, that was not good, that was impure, that, that was wicked, right? And whenever our relationship with God is disconnected, it opens up a door for the world to sneak in to, to the temple of the Lord. Now remember, in the New Testament, you and I, we are the temple of the Lord. Our bodies are the temple of the Lord. And, and Hezekiah's dad, he particularly set up idols in the temple. He set up uh, uh, things in the temple that didn't belong there. He, he set up things in the temple that took the place of God. He allowed impure things into the temple. Now, this may have happened thousands of years ago, but let me remind you that the strategy of the enemy is still the same. Whenever we neglect our relationship with God, the enemy sneaks things into our life that do not belong there. And those things hinder our connection with God. They, they hinder us. And, and the longer we allow these things in our life that do not belong there, uh, the harder it will be to serve the Lord with all our hearts. The harder it will be to serve God with all our might. The longer we allow things in, in our life that do not belong there, the harder it will be for us to read our Bible. The harder it will be for us to go to church. The harder it will be for us to serve God. So let me challenge us this morning in our study. What has been set up in your life that needs to be removed? What are some things that, that have set up in your life as a result of this COVID pandemic that needs to re be removed? Think about it. Is it bad habits? Is it sleeping too much? Is it watching too much TV? Is it unforgiveness? Is it bitterness? What is in your life that needs to be removed? Let me, let me take you deeper, okay? Who is in your life that needs to be removed? Who is in your life that needs to be removed? Have you allowed this pandemic to, uh, to, to get you to allow certain unhealthy people into your life or unhealthy relationships into your life that are tripping you up? Who is in your life that needs to be removed? Is it your, is it your friend with benefits? Is it that unhealthy person that brings negativity all the time? Hezekiah removed what didn't belong. And guess what? So much, so must we. So must we. You know, the Old Testament, I mean, the New Testament says this repeatedly in James 1.21. It says, therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the, and, and the evil that is so pre prevalent. Get rid of it. We need a Holy Ghost sweep, Lord. Sweep our hearts. 
sleep our minds. 1 Peter 2.1 says, get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit. Get this hypocrisy, jealousy, and unkind speech. Be done with it. Be done with it. we got to be done with hypocrisy. We need to be done with deceit. We need to be done with jealousy and unkind speech. Get this. Get this. If, if, you, if you won't be done with it, then it will, it will get you undone. If you don't be done with it, it will get you undone. That's because that's what sin does. Ephesians 4.31 says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Lord, give us a Holy Ghost sweep. Lord, sweep our lives. You know, this pandemic has allowed certain things into our life that don't belong. And I don't know what you're struggling with, but you've allowed things into your life that do not belong. And you need to cry out to God, Lord, get rid of it. Purify my heart. Cleanse my heart. Make me clean again. Here's the last thing. Hezekiah recovered what was missing. Hezekiah recovered what was missing. I like what verse 19 says in the New Living Translation. Listen to this. It says, we have also recovered, get that, all the items described by King Hezekiah, discarded I should say, by King Hezekiah when he was unfaithful and closed the temple. So follow along. I'm going to teach you something. In the temple were spiritual items that facilitated worship and prayer and sacrifice unto God. In the temple were spiritual utensils that helped the people stay connected to God. They, they helped the people sacrifice. They helped the people pray. They helped the people worship. And, and, and King Ahaz, in an attempt to keep the people disconnected from God, removed all the spiritual utensils from the temple. Removed them so that the people could not stay connected to God. So what does Hezekiah do? What is the first thing that he does? You know what he does? He recovers what was missing. He recovers what was missing. He replaces what was missing. He puts things back that are supposed to be in the spiritual life of the believer. He puts things back that are supposed to be in the spiritual life of the believer. Hear me, hear me today, church. Listen to me, that those that are watching at home and wherever you're watching, whether on Facebook or YouTube, Chapel of Change TV, listen. There are spiritual disciplines that are designed to be in our life to keep us connected to God. There are some spiritual things that are designed to be in our life that keep us worshiping, keep us praying. They, they facilitate worship in our life. They facilitate prayer in our life. And this pandemic, if we could talk like family, this COVID pandemic has pushed a lot of things out of our life that should be in our life. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? What are some of the spiritual disciplines that should be in your life, that help you to worship, that, that help you to pray, that help you to stay closer to God. What are some of the spiritual disciplines? Think about them. Maybe prayer and worship. Maybe prayer and worship. Have you recovered prayer and worship in your life? Maybe it's 
maybe it's worshiping physically in person at church. Some of you are healthy. Some of you have got vaccinated. And you're still at home by yourself. And you need to recover the corporate worship of the church. You need to recover that. You need to recover. There, there's something that takes place when the people of God come together and worship the Lord together and pray together and study God's word together. There's a dynamic there. There's a power that is released that you can get nowhere else. And some of you are healthy. You got vaccinated, but you are in a spiritual slump. And you need to recover Sundays. You got to recover Sundays or even Saturday at our Whittier campus. I don't know. What is it that you need to recover? Maybe it's fellowship with believers. Maybe, maybe some, you know, this pandemic has caused isolation to a lot of people. And they wonder why they're depressed. They wonder why they're lonely. They wonder why they're discouraged. It's because you're staying isolated. The enemy fights us in isolation. And so maybe you need to recover fellowship. Maybe you need to recover fellowship. Maybe you need to recover serving with believers. Some of you have not been serving in a whole year. Did you know that serving God keeps us connected to God? Did you know that we were spiritually born in part to serve God? And when we're not serving God, there's a disconnection there. Maybe, maybe you need to come back to church and be an usher or a greeter. You know, we're, we're relaunching our children's ministry. We need helpers in the nursery. We need helpers with the little kids. We just relaunched our teen ministry. We need helpers in that. Maybe, maybe you need to serve. We just, we just recovered midweek uh, Bible study at Wednesday night in Carson and Thursday night in Paramount in the sanctuary. We recovered, and we're having a powerful time in the Lord. Maybe you need to come out and serve with the community of faith I don't know listen listen to what the early church did daily listen to what they did daily in Acts 2 42 listen to this it says they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship and to break into the bread and to prayer get this this is the pattern for us listen Acts is our blueprint it is the church listen to what they did Acts 2 42 I'm going to say it again they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer no wonder why miracles took place in the midst of them no wonder why the dead was raised no wonder why people were healed look what they were dedicated to maybe we need to get back to the blueprint maybe maybe we need to get black back to the blueprint the enemy wants to keep us from what will make us stronger and so as we reflect upon the word this, this morning, my brothers and sisters, I want us to think about, may we repair our relationship with God. What area of your relationship with God that needs to be repaired? May we reflect on um, what is it we need to remove out of our life? May we remove the things in our lives that don't belong there. And then lastly, may we recover what is missing in our life. May we recover. What is it? What's what spiritual discipline that needs to be recovered in our life that keeps us connected to God? And I know I'm going back to this, but I just know there's people out there that 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 you have been tied down to your room and you need to come out. You're healthy. You're not sick. You're vaccinated. Right. You need to come out. You need to get reconnected. You need to recover your connectivity to the church of God. But 
let's think about it. Let's reflect upon what is it? What, what are these things that we need to do in our life? So I want to lead you just in a moment of reflection, wherever you're at, whether you're in your living room or you're in your car, let's bow our heads just for a couple moments and let's reflect upon this word. Let's, let's bow our heads for a couple moments. Wherever you're watching from, if you need just prayer to repair your relationship with God or you need prayer to remove some things out of your life or you need prayer to recover some things, lift up your hands to that monitor and I'm going to just pray that God strengthen you today. I'm going to pray that God strengthen you. Lift up your hands to that monitor. I'm going to pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for my brother or sister who raised their hand. Father, you know what they need to repair, you know what they need to remove, and you know what they need to recover. I pray that you reveal it to them. Open up their eyes, Father God. I pray that you give them strength to do it, Lord. Strength to do it, Father, in the name of Jesus. Help them to do it, Father God. Oh, Lord God, there's some people that need to spend more time with you, Lord God. There's some people that need to come out to church. There's some people that need to ask for forgiveness with somebody, Father God. There's some people that are living in adultery right now, and they need to remove that out of their life. There's some people that have unhealthy relationships, and they need to remove that out of their life, Father. I pray that you strengthen them. I pray that you help them, Lord God. Help them to do like Hezekiah did, to stand up and say, the buck stops here, Lord God. Strengthen them, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Well, uh, church and friends, I'm, I'm glad you were here studying with us. And I pray that this word really, really encouraged you. And uh, my encouragement is just to follow along. Think about this throughout the week. Even come back and listen to this message again on our Chapel of Change TV YouTube page. Uh, at this time, we're going to transition to prepare our hearts for our tithe and our offering. If you're part of Chapel of Change or you've been blessed with this ministry, I really want to encourage you to financially support this ministry. I want to, I want to encourage you to give your best gift unto the Lord. Listen, we are preparing to make some huge steps uh, in our ministry, and we, we are looking for people to partner with us. If there's one thing about Chapel of Change that I want to share with you is that it is fruitful ground. It is fruitful ground. You, we see the hand of God upon us. When you make an investment into Chapel of Change, you are not just making a temporary investment. You're making an internal investment. You're making an internal investment. So I want to encourage you to give your best gift unto the Lord. Uh, as you prepare to give, let me make some announcements. There's basically four ways that you can give. You can give at our website, chapletchange.org. You can give through text. Uh, there is a number, 1-888-364-4483. If you text chapel to that uh, number, you can give through your phone, right? You can give in person. You still have time to make our 1130 service in Paramount or our 5 p.m. service in Carson. I'm going to be preaching the same message. I want to invite you out. Come worship with us together. Come, come study the Bible with us. Or you could mail in your offering to our Paramount. Uh, location. But I want to encourage you, give your best gift unto the Lord. Now, let me remind you, we got some exciting things coming up. Don't forget about our midweek Bible study, Wednesday night, 715 in Carson, Thursday night, 715 in Paramount. We also have teen Bible study those nights and children's ministry. We're all studying the same subject, the fruit of the Spirit. 
uh, but we're in different rooms. So it's always wonderful to study with your family the same thing. You can, you can have a conversation about what you're learning. So you're invited to come out. Don't forget our Kingsman gathering is May 8th, 9 a.m. at our Carson campus. God is moving in a mighty way with our men. Don't forget we have child dedication uh, May 16th, if you have a child needs to be dedicated unto the Lord, bring them, sign them up. Don't forget our water baptisms is um, May 23rd is our water baptism. So if you want to take that step of obedience, text baptism to that number uh, that is on your screen. Text baptism to that number. You can get that information on our website as well, chapelofchange.org. And then in June... June 6th, we're having our membership seminar. I'm super excited about this. If you want to explore what it means to be a member of Chapel of Change, put that date, June 6th, uh, on it, and we'll, we'll make further announcements about that. But God is doing some exciting things at Chapel of Change. We're so grateful to the Lord for keeping us through this time. We're so grateful for your partnership and you remain connecting, uh, connected to us online wherever you're worshiping from. Phoenix. We got people worshiping from Phoenix. Some people worshiping from Texas. Want to send a shout out to Chapel of Change Dallas. You guys are on the move. Keep it up. Keep the pedal uh, to the meadow. So with that said, uh, we want to dismiss or close out with a blessing. This is our tradition, and it's an honor for me to close out with a blessing. So wherever you're at, uh, if you could just lift up your hands unto the Lord, we will dismiss with a blessing. Lift up your hands unto the Lord. In the name of the Father who loves you with an endless love, in the name of the Son who died that you could live, and in the name of the Holy Spirit who gives you a a Holy Ghost sweep in your heart and clears out those things that do not belong. May you go this week with the protection and the blessing of the Lord. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Join us in person whenever you can. This is Pastor Brian. We love you.